In the first week of March 2023, Rafa called Inspector Esquintla and asserted that he, as opposed to the human traffickers, had the necessary contacts to find Crook, but would only activate them once his sister was free. Esquintla told him, I have information for you, and from you I want information that the boss was asking for, he said. First, concerning what most interests you, your relative. He, the boss, has no issue with creating the conditions for her to go home. El Faro obtained the full audio of that call, recorded by Rafa, as well as dozens of screenshots showing Esquintla offering money to him personally, to the 18th Street Serenos, and the Jalisco Cartel. The images also prove that the Salvadoran senior police officer gave the gangster sensitive intelligence information, like the movements of Crook. Welcome to Infado English. Follow our channel wherever you get your podcasts to stream award-winning independent journalism from Central America. Today is January 27, 2024. In this occasion, we share with you an investigation by Carlos Martinez, Oscar Martinez, and Efren Limas. Salvadoran government conspired with gang leader to recapture Crook through Jalisco Cartel, published in ElFaro.net, in its English edition. In 2023, two years after illegally releasing Elmer Canales Rivera, the MS-13 leader known as Crook, the government of El Salvador have launched a desperate bid to recapture him before the February 2024 elections. According to audio recordings, messages, and testimony obtained by El Faro, the administration of President Nayib Bukele was willing to pay $1 million U.S. dollars to the Jalisco New Generation Cartel, or CJNG, in exchange for abducting the gang leader and turning him over, preferably alive, at a secret location. The Salvadoran government first put Chief Inspector Role Eduardo Reyes Esquintla, head of the elite division against organized crime, DECO, in charge of recruiting known human traffickers to the task. The Coyotes failed, but one of them introduced Esquintla to someone who could take on the job. A senior leader of the Sereno faction of the 18th Street Gang. Rafael Eduardo J., alias Rafa, a fugitive since 2016. Rafa had left El Salvador in 2022, amid the government offensive against the gangs, and was living discreetly on the outskirts of a Central American capital. As a fugitive, he risked contact with the police for something the Bukele administration had that he wanted. His sister had been captured, like thousands of others, under the state of exception. El Faro obtained proof of how, in search of an alleged trade-off, Rafa negotiated with Esquintla, who identified himself in the talks under the codename Yvonne, for 10 months. Their arrangement which included the illegal release of Rafa's sister and promises of money, fell apart when Crook was arrested in Mexico last November and placed in U.S. custody. Crook, one of the most senior leaders of the MS-13 gang, 
had been secretly freed by the Salvadoran government at the end of 2021 as part of Bukele's pacts with the three main gangs in El Salvador, despite still owing four decades in prison and facing a U.S. extradition request. Journalistic and judicial investigations revealed details about that operation. El Faro confirmed that Crook was freed in November 2021, transferred to a luxury apartment in San Salvador, and later driven to Guatemala by Carlos Marroquin, a mid-level cabinet member and lead government negotiator with the gangs. Furthermore, U.S. judicial filings assert that, after freeing Crook, the Salvadoran government gave him a firearm. Crook, currently awaiting trial in a Brooklyn jail, is living proof of Bukele's accords with the gangs, which the government denies. His recapture would have allowed Salvadoran authorities to try denying that he was free, and by extension deny the pact. On Friday, El Faro called Inspector Esquintla on the same official phone line where he conducted part of his negotiations with Rafa. The call was brief. Hello. Am I speaking with G. Ivan? At your service, he responded. Hello, Inspector Esquintla. I'm calling on behalf of a group of journalists from El Faro. At your service. This number has been used to communicate in an operation with a gang member from the 18th Street Serenos. We understand that you communicated with him. We have some of the conversations that you held regarding an operation to recapture Crook, and we would like to hear your version of what happened, and to know if it was an operation that you decided to carry out, or one that you were assigned. Who am I speaking with? Esquintla asked. When the El Faro reporter identified himself by name, the police officer hung up. He did not answer subsequent calls. El Faro also called two press officials of the Salvadoran National Civil Police. The first one indicated that David Cruz handled communications for DECO. Cruz immediately hung up the phone when reached for comment. The press secretary of the presidency was also contacted, but, as is common practice, he did not answer a call or a text message made to his phone. In the first week of March 2023, Rafa called Inspector Esquintla and asserted that he, as opposed to the human traffickers, had the necessary contacts to find Crook, but would only activate them once his sister was free. Esquintla told him, I have information for you, and from you I want information that the boss was asking for, he said. First, concerning what most interests you, your relative. He, the boss, has no issue with creating the conditions for her to go home. El Faro obtained the full audio of that call, recorded by Rafa, as well as dozens of screenshots showing Esquintla offering money to him personally, to the 18th Street Serenos, and the Jalisco Cartel. 
The images also prove that the Salvadoran senior police officer gave the gangster sensitive intelligence information, like the movements of Crook. These communications do not identify Esquintla by name and rank of inspector, but rather by his codename in the police force, Ivan. Of the two Salvadoran telephone numbers he used, El Faro traced one, 7070-4036, to him. Seven internal police documents explicitly state that the number was assigned to Esquintla as head of DECO. At this outlet's request, a high-ranking police official also verified in their own phone that the number officially belonged to Esquintla. Two members of DECO and a prosecutor who has worked with the unit also identified the inspector as using the codename Yvonne for over a decade. A week after that call, Rafa's sister was secretly transferred from Apantio's prison to a safe house in San Salvador, where she stayed for over a month. She was then driven back to Apantio's for a few hours to be formally notified, without standing trial, of her release. The release of Rafa's sister shows that the negotiation was not an individual action of Inspector Esquintla, nor contained to the Salvadoran police. No police officer, not even a senior official like the head of the elite division against organized crime, has the power to free an incarcerated person, nor create the conditions for release. It could only have happened with institutional support from the Bureau of Prisons, a dependency of the Ministry of Security. The inspector told Rafa that a higher authority approved each step of the operation, referring only to the person as El Patron, El Mandamas, the top dog, in Spanish, or El Hombre. Rafa's sister officially recovered her freedom on April 22, 2023 with the obligation of appearing in court every two weeks and checking in every other day with another police officer, whom she only knows as Sergeant Roger, and whose phone number also appears in police records as assigned to DECO. El Faro confirmed that she fled El Salvador. Once the requirement was met, Rafa proposed to coordinate with the Jalisco cartel to abduct Crook, if the police would only tell him Crook's whereabouts. The cartel. Rafa said, would not work for free, and neither would he or his gang. He also requested funds to cover travel and communication. Esquintla responded over the phone that this would be no problem. Rafa claims that they agreed to a payment of $6,000, but that $4,000 in cash were ultimately delivered through his family. The CJNG is one of the largest drug trafficking organizations in the world. Its rivalry with the Sinaloa cartel for control of routes in Mexico has left tens of thousands of people dead. In 2015, the U.S. Justice Department designated Jalisco as one of the top five most dangerous transnational criminal organizations in the world, responsible for moving tons of cocaine, methamphetamines, and fentanyl. Rafa told the police inspector that he would use the travel funds to weave a web of contacts in Mexico between his gang and representatives of the cartel. They even agreed on a cover story. Rafa would say he was reaching out on behalf of a businessman supposedly aggrieved by Crook and looking for revenge, so the cartel would not be informed that Rafa was negotiating with the Salvadoran government. 
but Rafa put off any direct communication between Esquintla and the drug traffickers. In an interview with El Faro, he said he saw the government's desperation to recapture Crook and for that reason he told the inspector what he wanted to hear. He was scamming the Bukele administration. Rafael Eduardo J., 40 years old, has been a gang member since 1999, years before 18th Street fractured in two in El Salvador. He has five tattoos with the number 18 on his torso and back, and a scar on his chest from a bullet wound. Rafa is both his nickname and the nom de guerre that he chose when he joined the gang. El Faro first spoke with him in 2012, when the agreement between the government of Mauricio Funes and the gangs, known as the Truce, was in full swing. He was one of two non-incarcerated representatives of the 18th Street Serenos, and on several occasions spoke on behalf of all three gangs involved in the negotiation. Of the six non-incarcerated representatives of the gangs during the truce, three are dead and another two are in prison. Rafa is the only one to stay alive and out of prison. He also participated in negotiations with the FMLN and ARENA prior to the 2014 presidential election and received money from both political parties. In 2016, Rafa was accused of extortion alongside the rest of the gang members who hated the truce, as well as the government negotiator, Raul Mejangos. Since then, he has been on the run. That is why he did not directly participate in the secret talks with the Bukele administration in the last few years, but as a leader of the criminal structure he was privy to some information on their agreements. In a telephone call with El Faro in 2021, he claimed that he was surprised at the way that Bukele kept his promises to the gangs. When in March 2022 the government enacted the still ongoing state of exception, Rafa left the country with his wife and daughter for another Central American country, where they set up a pupuseria, and he severed almost all contact with his gang. He says he has become increasingly convinced that the Ranflas, senior gang leaders, negotiated with the Bukele government for their own benefits and behind the backs of the street, and I don't want anything to do with that. He stayed quiet until January 30th, 2023, when his sister, whose name El Faro agreed to omit, was detained despite never having belonged to a gang. She is from Santa Ana, is 39 years old, has three children, and used to sell tortillas. She was accustomed to the police harassment stemming from the fact that her brother was a national leader of the Serenos. Rafa says he reached out to government contacts with offers in exchange for her release, but to no avail. Then, a childhood friend, Kevin Henovez, a human trafficker, told him that government representatives had contacted him for help in solving the crook affair. In the ensuing months, Rafa told Esquintla that 18th Street had an organization in Mexico, that he had contact with the Jalisco cartel through a clique newly established there, and that he had traveled to that country to build trust with the cartel and prepare the operation. Last, he told the inspector that CJNG would charge $1 million, the Serenos would take $250,000, and he would get $50,000. 
but Rafa never involved his gang. The new clique in Mexico never existed. He never contacted the CJNG. He did not go to Mexico, and there were no drug traffickers haggling over the price of Crook's kidnapping. What he did do, in August 2023, was contact El Faro and U.S. authorities. Kevin Armando Genovez Hernandez, Rafa's childhood friend, has been arrested for human trafficking, threats, and assault. Salvadoran police profiled him in 2017 as a member of the Serenos, the same gang that Rafa led for years, but Rafa says that Kevin Genovez was never a member. Three Salvadoran judicial documents obtained by El Faro present him as a coyote. In one of them, from 2020, a mother claimed to have paid him $9,800 to take her underage son to the United States. In early 2023, Genovez told Rafa about his meetings with detectives who asked for help to capture Crook. The police understood that anyone moving undocumented migrants to the United States would have contacts in Mexican criminal groups, which human traffickers called having a line. According to Genovez, that is why the police contacted him and Jose Narciso Ramirez Ventura, a former mayor from Ahuachapan who goes by Chicho and who was condemned last year to three decades in prison for human trafficking. According to Genovez, the conviction of Chicho, who was supposed to be in prison until 2053, was no impediment to the former mayor's in-person participation in the meetings with the police. El Faro has not confirmed this account, but Genovez said so publicly on his social media after cutting off his negotiation with the Bukele government. He also asserts that Jorge Vega Knight, indicted in 2018 for money laundering and affiliation to MS-13, a group classified in El Salvador as a terrorist organization, also took part in those meetings. Vega Knight was absolved in February 2021 with Rodolfo Delgado as his lawyer. Two months later, Delgado was named Attorney General by Bukele through his ruling party legislators. He then dismantled the anti-mafia unit that had investigated Bukele's negotiations with gangs and raided the offices of those prosecutors who are now in exile. By November 2023, Inspector Esquintlo was negotiating with Rafa. Genovez then posted a video on his Facebook account in which he recounted his failed mission to recover Crook and complained that Salvadoran authorities were pursuing him anew. I can show convincing proof, the real voice of Romeo Pompilio, Deputy Director of Investigations at the National Civil Police, and of Esquintla, the head of DECO. Remember, I recorded every last thing we discussed, he said in the recording, addressing the policeman. When we were at Burger King, remember? You only told me. Here are $500, and the man who gave it to me was Jorge Vega Knight the MS-13 gangster who they are making that deal with. I have the pictures from that park where you took the sister of that gang member in order to set her free. I have it. The Palabrero of the 18 at the national level, Rafa, asked you for three things. First, to get his sister out of jail, and you gave her over. 
He asked for $6,000 for expenses. You gave him the money, too. When we asked what had happened to us, and why you didn't give us what you promised, you only gave us a whole lot of butts. I'm gonna publish the proof, the photos, the videos of the meetings, of you trying to bring Crook back, because you fear that Crook will talk in the United States, and drag down this whole government. Police arrested Heno Vez last December. El Faro could not locate him. El Faro interviewed Rafa in person on five occasions since August 2023. He claims he had his first phone call with Inspector Esquintla, whom he references only as the boss of on, in mid-February 2023. He did not record it but he recalls that he offered to ask drug traffickers for help locating Crook and turning him over to Salvadoran authorities in exchange for money and for his sister's release. At the time, he believed that Crook was with the Sinaloa cartel due to the MS-13 ties to that organization. Rafa did record a subsequent phone call with the police inspector, whose contact he saved in his phone as Don Ivan Jefe in March 2023. In the audio recording, obtained by El Faro, the phone rings three times before a man answers. Hey, boss. Hola, hola. Hold on. Let me get set up. We're all set. The device hadn't arrived, so I hadn't gotten any signal. Things are moving very slowly, and at this rate 2024 will be here, and we want to speed things up. No, hombre, mandé a traer dos de un solo por cualquier cosa. Este, eh, puedo estarlo ahí viendo cómo nos, cómo tenemos más relanceadita, más rápida el nivel de, de contacto. Cutting to the chase, I have three things to tell you, and I want to hear two from you. Things the Patron is asking me for. Let's do it. Let's do it. First, concerning what most interests you, your relative. He has no issue with creating the conditions for her to go home. Rafa then launches into a monologue to explain that he has begun a light search for Crook and that he understands that if the guys with the white skin, referring to U.S. authorities, who were also looking for Crook, realize we have gotten in the way of any shit, they'll tear us apart. Apart from the J, I was talking with our own people from the area where I am and where he moves, too. I'm going to set up an operation of all sorts possible, with everything from the lowest in society, so that you can get that son of a bitch. Whatever it takes. I can't say whether it'll be tomorrow or the next day, because there will be things that don't depend on me. 
And, like I said before, if things get complicated and he dies in the attempt, you should understand, but you'll have everything you need to confirm that it's him, like we discussed last time. But the mission is as you guys want it, right? From there, concretely, once I have the travel funds and my sister is out, I'll start sitting down with these people. It's already agreed upon with you guys that if I die at the beginning of this shit, our word is bond, right? No touching my family, and my girl can come lay flowers for me, right? Rafa then references Inspector Esquintla's boss. And tell the man, tell the man, that I don't have the resources or capacity to pull my last relative out of there, and that I know they would be the ones to pay the price. I won't put anyone at risk. Nobody, nobody, never in my life. When El Faro asked Rafa who El Hombre is, he replied, he could be nobody less than the head of the police, the minister of security, or the president. In the recording, the officer insists on asking the gang member to make a gesture of good faith to the Salvadoran government. A little arm stash? Of the kind that you won't need anymore. Any irons? Some fool who for reasons of destiny is no longer needed. From your own line? Rafa dodges for almost 10 minutes. He mentions a car, but doesn't give the license plate. He throws out a nickname, but nothing concrete. He says they perhaps have some weapons, but he no longer gets into it, to avoid anything foolish. He promises to gather information to share the next day. The Mandamos needs to know how much time we're talking about to wrap this thing up, Crook's arrest, says Esquintla. Rafa replies, As soon as I have the resources, my friend, I went to bat for each of the last ones, Salvadoran administrations, without sleeping. I would get up at 4 a.m. and sleep at 1 in the morning, getting things done for each one of them, from former president Tony Saka through the last before this one, Salvador Sanchez Serin, and now for this one. If you give me my sister, no sir, I will be committed to whatever the hell you want. Never in my life have I done anything against them, Bukele and allies, or done anything to get in their way. Look, when Fuerza sought me out, referring to the party Fuerza Solidaria, you can ask them about when they came looking for me. If it's to mess with the man, Bukele, I said, I'll get up now and leave. No, they told me, we're hand in hand with him. Ah, well then I'll sit. And let's talk. That's how crazy I've been in life, my friend. Esquintla responded, We'll set up a time to sort out the travel funds. And do we know, cursorily, where this guy, Crook, is? 
कलिदा है लुक देयर हैव बीन कन्वर्सेशंस मैन लाइक आई सेड देयर हैव बीन टॉक्स एंड टॉक्स मेक थिंग्स कम टू लाइट बट लीव मी टू इट मैन डोंट पुट मी एट रिस्क बिकॉज़ इफ यू प्रेशर मी आई विल रन थिंग्स एंड आई कैन डू इट दैट वे I have to be smooth and with the operations of the people who will name their price. By the time I tell you what their price is, it's possible that those sons of bitches, CJ and G, will already have him. Don't sweat it. I just have to set the stage right and build the right trust. You feel me? Okay, perfect. We're all set. Then the police officer says, concluding the 21-minute conversation. The number that Rafa called was 69620924, an alternative personal number for Esquintla. After the man's sister was freed in April 2023, she communicated with the officer by both numbers over WhatsApp, guarding this number as Don Ivan Jefe and his official line, registered to Deco as Ivan Jefe. Sometime before last October, the inspector wrote her a message from his personal line. Hello. To continue with the mediation on this phone only. Share it in case the worker, Rafa, wants to send me something directly. From then on, the agent and Rafa's sister only communicated via that phone number. El Faro obtained dozens of screenshots of their conversations. On October 1st, the inspector shared intelligence with Rafa's sister. My uncle, Crook, was in Miraflores, Chiapas. But seeing as he is restless, he went to Guadalajara. He's there now. Tell the muchacho, Rafa, that. I'll send it to him now, the sister replied. Tell him that a friend of the owner of the Canales, Crook, is on our payroll, Esquintla wrote. Tell him not to worry. Everything will be fine. When she asked him to be more precise, the agent answered that he knew nothing more. That Guadalajara isn't that big. Crook goes to bars or beer gardens at night. He likes to visit the nightclub. He looks exactly the same. You can't miss him. He wears jeans and sweaters with sleeves down to his fists. On September twentieth. While negotiating the supposed price to pay the cartel to retrieve Crook, Esquintla messaged her. Ask how much more to add for the sir and for him. She wrote back, "Okay." Five days later, she insisted that he answer whether the government would pay the fees because opportunities are being missed to put people in the right places. The inspector replied, "Those terms are accepted. No more, no less." According to Rafa. The senior police officer had agreed to pay one million dollars to the Jalisco cartel, two hundred fifty thousand to the Eighteenth Street Serenos, and fifty thousand for him. Role Eduardo Reyes Esquintla, Ivan, built a career in Deco since the late nineties. As a wave of kidnappings hit El Salvador in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. He surveilled kidnappers through extensive cooperation with the elite unit against organized crime, a unit of the Attorney General's office then directed by Gustavo Villatoro, Bukele's current Minister of Security. 
In 2004, Villa Toro left the unit to direct the Customs Authority under the government of Antonio Saca. Rodolfo Delgado, the current AG, took his place as head of the elite unit against organized crime. Among the multiple documents that prove that the number 7070-4036 is assigned to Chief Inspector Esquintla are five emails and seven internal police documents obtained by El Faro through Guacamaya Leaks. In one of the emails, dated May 16, 2022, an administrative official sent the police attaché in Washington an Excel file titled Payroll of Human Talent with Senior Positions, containing 299 phone numbers, including his. The number by which Rafa's sister communicated with Sergeant Roger after her release, 7074-5442, also belongs to the state. The person assigned this number does not appear in the Guacamaya leaks, but the trove of internal police files does contain an Excel sheet shared between administrative offices in February 2022, listing the number among 30 phone lines assigned to DECO, the unit led by Esquintla. El Faro reached Sergeant Roger for comment at this number. As soon as the reporter identified himself, the police officer hung up. As time passed, Sergeant Rogers' watch over Rafa's sister became more routine. Over this phone number, they would wish each other good morning and blessings like friends, and she was always on time for her appearances in court. Then, last November 8th, Crook was captured in Chiapas, Mexico, and put in FBI custody. That day, Rafa turned to his contacts in El Salvador to get her sister out of the country by a blind spot along the border. She never wrote to Roger again. El Faro learned that, as of that same month, Rafa and his sister are under the protection of U.S. authorities. You can find this text by visiting elfaro.net in its English edition. El Faro English, R. Roman Gressier and Jose Luis Sanz. Photos by Victor Pena and Carlos Barrera. Production and music by Omnion. Thanks for listening. If you appreciate our work, consider supporting Central American journalism by joining our community of crowdfunders at support.elfaro.net.